your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. To the Voice of America Sports Network, you're going live with Kwame Lassett on Kwame Lassett Sports Talk. As always, got my co-host from the other coach, Coach B. What's, What's up? the word? What's the word, folks? No, not, not much, man. A whole lot of nothing, shall I say? A lot of something, but more nothing. What a little I mean bit of a little bit, is, but uh, not much of much, huh? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm still at the school right now. I'm not even in the studio, man. You know, I like being in the studio. Studio, you just get that atmosphere. Unless you're on location somewhere where, you know, if you're at a, let's say a bar, maybe perhaps right. in the evening, or you know, somewhere just out, out on location on site. But no, I'm at the I'm in the coach's office right now. I'm still at the Mesa College, man. Well, we know you. You know, you, you, only you like being in the studio. You used to Ray bring you that coffee. See, Ray ain't near you to bring you that coffee. You ain't really feeling it. Ray got Still Ray complete. got a lot going on over there. Yeah, I ain't phone full of love. I don't get no coffee or nothing like that. One of the coaches say he gonna bring in a coffee pot. I can't even get no coffee. Ain't no breakfast. The guys ain't practicing full speed. I like to think the coach got something to do with that, but I'm going hard. So you got to go hard. That's it. I mean, that's basic. Coach, players got when you strap it on in the morning time. The first the morning practice is the easiest practice. Yeah, that's man, when you get, that's when your head should be in the game, getting ready for the afternoon practice. And if they're not getting ready for the morning practice, last night getting ready to rock and roll today, the then they ain't going to be no good come tonight. And I, yeah, you got to get ready, man. You got to get ready to practice. Whether, whenever you step on the field, it's full speed. And I told the guys today, man, you either go hard or go home. And what I mean by that, take your, walk to the locker room. If I catch you walking, just walk to the locker room. I said, oh, I'm looking for the quitters. A lot of guys, I got two guys that just quit on routes, man. I ain't never seen anything like that ever mm. before. Well, ever. You need to put quit that foot up route. in that rear. I, I'm I'm looking around to see if the camera's pointing on me. I'm thinking, uh, Aston Cushion gonna jump out. I'm like, this this guy's crazy. You think you think you getting punked? Huh? I think I'm getting punked, man. These guys, like, they quit and they defensive backs too. I'm like, wow. Like I told you offline a couple of days ago, it's the reason why they're in JUCO. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's a lot of reason why different uh, a lot of different reason why guys come here, uh, but um, it's still football. Football, you step on the field, man. You gotta come to work. You know That's that. Okay. You, you, it's all it's different levels, man. It's different levels for the game. There's not a lot of Division One guys uh, here. You got some, but you still can play football. My main thing is what I tell these guys. I said you should be more concentrated, more focused on going to school, and in the meantime, play some good football. You got the good staff around you that's going to get you to win. Now, if you want to win, then you got to put that effort in, that other work. As hard as you right. go in the classroom, you got to go that hard off the field too. So most definitely, most definitely. Again, yeah, you, you know. As the players need to understand and realize that when they have a coach, when they have coaches um, who are going to put them in position to be successful, they need to absorb all that information and put it on the field and turn around and actually, you know, show you on the field that they're listening to what you're saying. Right, right. And they they got to get from, from the film room to the practice field, from the practice right. field to the game. And we had a scrimmage last week, and it was our first scrimmage. You know how first scrimmages go. They, you know, certain things is to be expected. And, you know, the easy stuff is easy. The hard stuff is hard. Just don't mess up on the easy stuff. But yeah, I got to I'm going through about two or three. I, I, I take that back. Three or four strong safeties. I got a lot of guys that's good. They look real good on paper. But mm-hmm. them pads tell the truth. And you, the pads tell the truth, man. What I mean by that? You know what I mean. The pads oh, I know what you mean. You come out there, it's time to hit. Everybody turning their shoulder and closing their eyes. 
It's almost definitely. That's crazy, man. That's, I, I've never seen. Man, me and I mean, they got a they got a good coaching staff. Guys has been coaching in the National Football League. Guys has played in the league, and most of the time that don't mean anything because you you might be a good player, but you might not be a good coach. But I think we're doing a good job as far as who we have here and what we're trying to get across to these guys. They're not receptive of, the, of this uh, information. So right. I, I don't know. Like I said, that's why I'm going through three or four different strong safeties. I, I may have one, but I thought that last time. The guy looked good on paper until we put on them pads. And they put on them pads, the guy just fell to his knees. I thought he was down there praying. He fell so oh. hard. Uh-oh. Well, you know what I learned, Kwame, is the fact that when you get these guys in situations, um, like, you know, a situation you're in, you know, it's always good to um, sit there and, and let them think that they're on the next thing smoking. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I personally would, um, I, whatever I'm at, I keep the 1-800-Greyhound number in my phone. And when I'm having my pregame, my pregame, pre-practices, and so I let them know if you don't practice right today, you know, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do, you're on the next thing smoking. That means Greyhound will pick you up at the front door, and I'll see you when I see you. Peace. <laughs> and, and that's how I am. You put them on the Greyhound. You know, and I'm talking to professional guys. So I know these junior college guys, there's like eight different junior colleges in the Pima um, conference alone. Right. Down in Arizona. So they got other schools to transfer to. If you don't want to do what you're supposed to do here, then poop out, be gone. You can go out the street to Scottsdale. You can go around the corner to Phoenix. You can go wherever you got to go, but you're not going to be here because I don't got time to deal with it. Yeah, you're right right there, man. But you uh, you put them on a Greyhound, though, huh? You don't give them a chance to fly. No, that fly. What? That's, that's, for, that's for athletes. You're a quitter. <laughs> you're going to Greyhound it. You're going to Greyhound and chill and, you know, stop off stop about 500 times before you get to your destination. Oh, and I'm not paying for the ticket, neither. You better call mama. If you fly here, because I think you can play, if you can't play, you're back home on a Greyhound, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but that's what I tell him, man. I told you, man. I said, look, the way you playing, man, seriously, the way you playing, I said, why don't you just quit? I said, you look like you want to quit. You, you don't finish the uh, – you don't go through your progressions. You don't finish the drill. I said, why don't you quit? quit. I said, I ain't telling you quit football altogether. Why don't you go to Scottsdale somewhere else and let us play against you? Because you're going to quit. Go somewhere, right. and like you said, there's eight different in the Pima, uh, Maricopa County, and the county. Um, go somewhere else and play. There's a there's a school for you. There's a if you want to play football, there's always a program for you. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I said, a couple, like I said earlier oh, in, in, in the conversation, you know, there's a there's a situation. You need to let them know. There's a reason why you're here. Right. It ain't because of it ain't because of school. School may be part of the reason, but you got to look inside you because there's a reason why you didn't excel in classroom. And on the football field, that's why you're here in junior college. Well, see, I, I, I go with the school thing first because I think that's the reason. This is your second chance at getting your grades and stuff right. And now, since you were such a good footballer in high school, but you didn't have your grades right, then you still get a chance to play football. I think the football is the icing on the cake. The grades is the, what you better be here for. Right. So, and I'm not knocking junior college because you and I both went to the nah, same I know juco. What you're yeah, I'm like, you know, but these I'm guys not knocking junior college and all that stuff. But the reason why I went to juco and you went to juco, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, it's because of the situation or grades. These guys have to be here, though. What? Right. Oh, you, you crazy. Uh, I, I signed Virginia Tech. I could have been left. But these guys have to be here. Yeah, but right. yeah, man, I know where you're coming from. I know exactly what you're saying. Some of these, I mean, I still got guys that need, like, 17 hours. Come on, man, for real. That's that, but, but, yeah, they didn't take summer school. They didn't take summer school. They ain't, they ain't taking advantage of the opportunities. What it is. Man, look, I, I, I'm getting bored talking about this. I know we're boring everybody. What you got going on before we go on? Hey, I, really got, I don't want to tell everybody. Hey, anybody got any conversations or anything y'all want to bring up to us, give us a call at 1-888-346-9144. Holler at your boys on Corner Lasser Talk, Radio Talk. 
sports talk. My bad. I'm I'm got my mind. I'm just tripping on this Brett Favre situation, dog. What you? Yeah, you must have had a mimosa too. You must have had a couple I, glasses of mimosa. I had a couple cocktails. Listen, this Brett. What's up with your boy, man? Nineteen years. I understand. Nineteen year veteran. He's getting ten to twelve million from the Vikings, but yet two weeks ago he said he's going to stay retired, and now he's signing. What's up? He has to be the headline. This is here's here's Brett Favre's here. Brett Favre have to be the headline. Michael Vick signed, so that overshadowed his headline. Uh, Eli Manning signed a uh, six-year, $97 million. That's overshadowing Brett's headline. Brett has to be the headline, so he's figuring he's going to sign. I don't know how he keep bamboozling these teams thinking he still got it. I mean, football knowledge, football IQ, he's up there with the best. He's up there with the greatest. But as far as getting it done, I mean, you could have got um, – what are you telling your other guys who are there going through camp, been through camp? Brett is not going to have to go through camp. Brett going to play one, maybe two preseason games. And I told her those two preseason games, he's going to play 15 plays. So you're telling these guys, we don't trust you, we don't believe in you. We're going to keep bringing Brett. We're going to make him come out of retire. Brett, you didn't have to give him $10, $12 million. You gave him $10, $12 million just on GP. That's just good. Yeah. He's Brett Favre. It don't make sense to me. I mean, I granted, you bring him in for one season, one season only. Okay, you just signed Sage Rosenfels, which is a journeyman quarterback, and you know, and he's really not a great quarterback. When are you gonna get this guy a chance to prove himself? Is he a when journeyman? Get, he's been around um, the league. Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson was supposed to start. Tavares Jackson supposed to start this preseason game coming up. Tavares Jackson supposed to start, and you bring Brett Favre in. Now you're telling these guys now. This has effect on these guys' mental. Uh, athletically, they guys just let them go out there and play, but mentally you're slowing them down. You're not allowing mm-hmm. them to play fast because you keep hopping on Brett Favre. You're doing whatever it takes at all costs to get Brett Favre. Minnesota Vikings are forgetting that the strength of their team is the defense. They have a solid defense. And granted, they got uh, AP back there, who's one of the top three backs in the league. If not yes. the guy, if not the guy, one of the top three backs in the league, but you're forgetting the strength of your team is the defense. So all you got to do is make a couple first downs, put the defense position to make, uh, make plays. You can win with field goals if you're Minnesota Vikings because your defense plays that well. They have last year. How they come out this year, we'll see. Yes, most definitely. I just don't think it's fair to Tavares Jackson and Sage Rosenfels. I mean, granted, to be honest with you, I honestly think that you know, this is the last year for both because either Donovan McNabb or Michael Vick will be at at Minnesota next year. Yeah. That's my thoughts on that. Um, because I, I, Brad Childress gets in the playoffs, he's going to keep the job. Donovan or Michael is going to Minnesota next year to be the starting quarterback. That's I'm going to get back to that, but you make a good point. That's that's a good interest, that's an interesting topic that you just uh, alluded to a second ago. I, I like that. I see where you're going with that. And you know what? I'm going to keep an eye out for that because I actually thought Donovan might be in in uh, Minnesota this year if he didn't re-sign a two-year. But, you know, he was very, very instrumental in bringing uh, Mike Vick there. Uh, yes. to the, uh, what? What, I, what I understand is they talked about this back when he was, uh, I think, was it July? Yeah, back in July. Yep. Back in July or a little bit before that, but they talked about this and getting him there. When you got a guy who's confident in his ability and his skills, and I'm talking about a Donovan McNabb, there's no threat or no problem with you bringing in a Michael Vick to help this team. That is, uh, um, I watch um, uh, Jaworski say that's not an upgrade to the Philadelphia Eagles. But when Mike was in, was in prison or was out of the game and he thought he would never play or he wouldn't play as fast as uh, he thought, 
he was saying all the right things. Uh, he should get another chance or he'll play somewhere. But when he went to the Philadelphia Eagles where Ron Jaworski played, uh, he had all the bad things, all the wrong things to say about him. Um, and I don't understand that. I don't understand you don't give a guy second chances. You give a guy who paid his due, who did fed time, federal time, uh, over some dog stuff. People got a hunting license. I think Mike had a license for his dogs, but I'm not going to get into that. That's something else for another time. You got a hunting license, but you can go hunt, put a deer head or whatever you shoot shoot down right. on your wall, but you don't have to do any time for that because you got a license and it's in the season to do that. Yeah, it's, you, know, it's, you, give, you give this guy penitentiary time, federal penitentiary time, and you give him two years and you take him away from the game, and then you say – he don't have the right to come back or he shouldn't come back. Hey, this is the Kwame Lassen Show. You got my co-host from the other coast, Coach B. We're going to take a commercial break. Come back in two minutes. See you then. See The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. As always, my co-host, Coach B, my co-host from the other coast. Coach, you be in town hey, next you be in town that's about me, that's weeks, me. Right? What's up, folks? Hey, you know what? We're going to talk about football all day this week and all next week, man. That's it's fine. Football season, right. baby. Well, let's, let's kick it. off. 
preseason but, well, last weekend. What do you think about the preseason games? It's preseason coming up. Uh, well, we're not coming up, but we get we in the preseason. We, yeah. we talk about football. This is how we talk about whatever we want to talk about, really. Um, but we, you know, we left. We left talking about um, Brett Favre. You, you brought up that this guy coming to the league with ten million dollars, and he he got to be the headline news. I'm gonna finish that conversation now. But I then, but then we got on talking to Donovan and uh, Mike Vick. Uh, I was talking about Jaworski, player hating on uh, uh, Vick. Getting back in the league, I don't think he believed in giving the guy a second chance, and not not from at least with the interviews I've seen. But uh, you know, you got guys in leagues that done worse than that. Mike was part of a dog uh, incident, uh, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and uh, you got guys in the league have done worse than that. And what I, what I mean by worse than that, you got guys in leagues that's, that's killed players, that's still playing. You got guys yes. in the leads on all kinds of drugs that still playing. It depends on what you want to turn a blind eye to, really, uh, for the most part. But that, you know what? That's that. Let's move on to something else. I wanted, I want to talk about that Tiger Woods, how he lost that major. But uh, tell me what you think about this. Now, get your thinking cap on. You ready? I'm ready. I got, hold, on, hold on, let me get my thinking cap on. Okay, it's on. What's up? I think you need to go long on your thinking cap. But let me go anyway. Look, um, last year. Uh-huh. Carolina Panthers wide receiver Steve Smith mm-hmm. punches the guy in the face and spent two games. You with me? Right. Okay. Uh, Cable, Oakland Raiders coach, punches the guy in the face allegedly, and he's still coaching. They got to do an interview. They it wasn't no interview process or no investigation process with that or at all. Wasn't an investigation process with Cable. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, with uh, Steve Smith, he was suspended two games. Why Cable's still coaching, in your opinion, if, or if you know anything factual about it? Um, I don't know exactly, but they say that, like Cable said, that he did not punching the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I guess if it's on film, you know, Steve Smith punched the kid, I think it was on film because it was in the middle of practice. People go to um, jail for conspiracy alone. It don't have to be on film. You can be well, associated I mean, like with somebody. If I say you punch me and I take you to small claims court, I gotta go to court versus your work. You know what I'm saying? Got, and I don't right. think that you know that that is that's cool. You know, you gotta have some kind of proof if somebody said they gonna punch somebody. Right. I gotta go. But now you taking up my time. Now I gotta go prove that I didn't punch in your face. Right. Because yeah, we but, both know if you punch in my face, you get punched back. So we both can be walking around with two bruised eyes. Are the coaches above the players? And then players get paid no. way more than some coaches. But are the coaches above the players? I'm not even saying that they're a contract matter. That it should be a team concept. Like uh, it's the coaches, it should be on an equal path. Of you going, both you guys are working out on the off season, going through game, going through film studies, going through through different camps, two different camps. Both of y'all are doing it for the same reason. That's to win your conference and win a nas- and win a uh, Super Bowl, win a World Championship, the Super Bowl. So, does that make, does that make him above the player? I do the players the get some... No, coaches and no, no one's above anybody. We're all human beings. That's what I'm saying. And player or coach, no one's supposed to punch somebody in the face. That's rude. I mean, that's just like like when Bill Romanowski spit in T.O.'s face. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know that was rude. You don't do shit like that. Stuff like that. My bad. Um, you just don't do it. It's not. It's not kosher. It's not how it's supposed to be. That's not what. That's what. That's what. That's not what um, athletics are about. Yeah, it takes. If you want to punch somebody in the face? Then go do mix um, US, UFC. It, 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 yeah, if you if you that tough, if you that tough and you bad, but you know a lot of guys do things with the ram of having referees and and knowing that somebody's gonna break it up. A lot of guys are tough, 
when they got their friends around, when you got 10 other guys around. A lot of guys are tough when you know a referee is going to break it up. You, you let that guy go. The guy get around you knowing you're going to grab him. As soon as you let him go, he don't move another inch. It looks good on the surface. It looks good. But I, I want to know the uh, consequences of if he's allegedly punched this guy in the face, this other coach, a defense assistant coach in the face, then where's his suspension? I mean, I'm a fair guy, so I just want to know, does he get suspended? And then at what point does he get suspended? Steve Smith for the Carolina Panthers was suspended last year for two games. Right. And that's not, I mean, again, if Cable does it, he needs to be suspended for two games also. Right. I, mean, I don't think it's fair. You know, you hit, a, you hit Hanson in the face, and, and, and it, don't even, it says for unknown reasons. Yeah, but you know what? The guy, I think, uh, was Hanson, I'm thinking his name is, yeah. needs, to, uh-huh. needs, to, needs to come out and say what happened, or maybe uh, Al Davis is just still strong-arming everybody over there. Now, granted, he's been suspended before. The guy who's uh, been alleged punched in the face, punched in the face allegedly, he's been suspended before with uh, Lane Kiffin uh, for, I think, contradicting the game plans, what I, I read. What I read well, I'm looking right here, it says, uh, I'm, you know, from um, a report from Daniel Jeremiah to Chris Morrison, um, and, you know, Jeremiah, I guess, wrote on his Twitter page. That I I got, We got to talk about Twitter, too, before the day's over with. Talk about um, That Cable reacted to Hanson as Hanson um, spoke profoundly to defensive coordinator John Marshall. Um, and he pushed his chair, which caused an injury. He punched his chair. Pushed his chair. And he fell out the chair and it hit his face. On the cabinet, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that, that's crazy. That I mean, I'm Who just going from what it says on reported to Chris Mortensen by Daniel Jeremiah. Um, Who? He must be so, a Hulk. He again, my a... thing is this. I understand Cable's a head coach. I understand you... Um, you, because um, I've been in a situation like that where me and my head coach in '04 we had a we had a few words said in a coaches meeting, mm-hmm. and um, I personally told him I said there's a reason why that I have a 73 percent win percentage in this league, and you're three and 17. Oh, so you questioned his uh, you went at his ego, you went at his uh, um... well because he because in a situation in a situation until he wanted to do something that I was totally against. But he's and a head coach, right? Being in the league as long as I have, the experiment that he wanted to run, which he's coming from the 11-man game and doesn't know, really know jack about the eight-man arena game, it was something that, to me, it was just, it was just stupid. And I wasn't going to sit there and, and be, and be you know, um, involved in it because the last four games, you score, you haven't scored in over, you know, 18 quarters. 18 you know what I have a problem with that. I'm over, I'm over exaggerating with 18 quarters, but you have you actually scored nine quarters on the last four games. Total four games, nine quarters. That's a little bit over two quarters a game. Uh huh. So if you don't score points in arena game, you lose games. Yeah, I so if you had a if problem you, with all this. So I can understand Randy Hanson might have had a problem with something that the coach was doing, the defensive coordinator, but he should have went to John Coach Marshall to himself offline. I, I think. Um... I think if you uh, he's a defense assistant. First of all, you don't just go straight to the top. You work you work that problem out with the guy you have a problem with, uh, and they don't. I don't think it comes to a punch. But I still can't believe he can punch a chair like the Incredible Hole and make a guy hit his face and break something on his face. Uh, now, on your incident, is the guy he was the head coach. You was what was coordinator, offense, defensive coordinator. I was the defensive coordinator. But you was under this guy's system, the head coach. No, he was. Uh, he was. That was my defensive system. 
an arena game, an arena ball, you have your own defensive system. Defensive head coach is a head coach. A lot of times the head coaches run the offense. Um, in my situation, I was a defensive coordinator. I had all say-so against who was this, who was that, who all players, everything defensive-wise. So like the um, – like, And I was uh, assistant Hanson. head coach. So like Hanson uh, and Gable, you couldn't – went in the room and fixed that uh, situation, and then we don't have this public uh, – what is it, media outburst on what happened, and he's saying he's not going to answer questions. Gable's saying he's not going to handle this internally. Steve, Steve Smith for the Carolina Panthers wasn't able to say, we're going to handle this internally to, as to what happened when the guy, I punched the guy in the face. Well, no, I probably could have handled handle it different. Looking back on it, yeah, I could have handled it different, but it was a situation where it was everything that was going on between me and this coach, um, it finally came to a head. I believe uh, stuff, I mean, not nah, I believe, I know for a fact stuff like that happens, but uh, it's out there now. So to put out the fire, you saying you're going to handle it internally, it means to the, to the outside world, you're guilty. It, it happened. You just want to find a way to soften the blow. I think a better way to put it out is say, look, this is what it is. This, it happened like this, so uh, we're going to move forward from this. This happened. Now you know, the media doesn't have anywhere to go with the questions they ask. Okay, they want to know. They want to know why. Tell them this. Tell them why it happened. It's football. Anger. You know, when it gets hard, anger starts to spill. If it never gets hard, you never get aggression in you. Uh, and that's what the players. That's what the coaches. If something never gets hard to you, then you never get angry or you never get aggressive and or oh, how that type of aggression to try to figure it out. You either figure it out uh, one way or you handle it a certain way with anger. Anger. Right, well, you know, anger. Again, when it went back, again when. Things hit a boiling point. That's when um, emotions fly. Words come out that shouldn't come out, or no attention. No, you don't have the attention for them to come out. Um, so that's what really happens. And in my situation, again, like I said, I could have handled it different. Mm-hmm. But you know, we were 0 4. Offense hadn't scored in four quarters. I was averaging four and a half stops a game. You know, I'm giving up. You know, shutting people out in the second half. Um, but yet we can't. We can't score points in the second half. So it was all, um, you know, stuff like that. So their thing is just, you know, I kept boiling, kept boiling, kept boiling. And I had just gave up 83 points the, the previous week on defense also. 83 points? Uh, so I wasn't very happy at that. My defense just gave up 83 points. You say 83? 83. They gave up 80-some points in the arena game. Yeah, the arena game was three score points. And, I, you know, I, was, I gave up 13 touchdowns. I wasn't very happy already. Right. You know, and, that, you know, all that come, comes, comes in effect when, you know, you're getting challenged. And it, again, it was a situation where, you know, when you want to mess up a chemistry of a team, uh-huh. um, I have, especially what the chemistry of our line, both sides, offense and defense, was finally coming. Like, you know, the chemistry of offense and defensive line, it takes about three to four good weeks to, to build that chemistry. When you don't have a chemistry and you start rotating people in, rotating people out, you don't have that consistency throughout the season because no one gets comfortable with each other. You know what? I, that right there, I will agree with you with because I'm trying to do the same thing in the second as find a chemistry. That's why I'm not rotating guys in and out. I want the same guys to play together, and then I might change one guy if I find out. You know, I got a starter group, I got a second group. In my starter group, I got a guy who's splitting time one or two ways. Go two plays, you come in. But I'm trying to find that chemistry where these guys get comfortable or knowing where they are or on the field. And you know, all this take place. Just doesn't take place on the field. You got to have some type of camaraderie off the field. You guys got to get together. If you never get together, you never trust each other. And uh, on and off the field, two different things. But you build the same camaraderie. And in my opinion, I think 
chemistry is a big part, a huge part of football and winning football games. Yes, it is. All right, we'll come back. We're going to take another break. Uh, listen to the Kwame Lassen Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network with my co-host, Coach B. We'll be back in uh, two minutes. to the pros we, we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports show are you ready for some football well here it comes the owen odd show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio this action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback big hodge and the knowledgeable defensive back odie this show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we, we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we are back on the voice america sports network 888-346-9144 if you want to comment got a question about what we're talking about or you got something that uh, you want to know about. Again, this is uh, Kwame Lassie Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. My co-host, Coach B from the other coast. No. And then what's going on? You were talking about this uh, quarterback situation over in uh, uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah, I'm Syracuse. sitting here and I'm, I'm, you know, I get in the mor- get up in the morning, look at my ESPN. Got to do that every morning. You know what I mean? Right. Got to look at my ESPN in the morning. And Ron Paul, Greg Paulus, the old Greg point Paulus. guard for um, the Duke Blue Devils, so he has been named the starting quarterback. Duke, right? For the Syracuse Orangemen. Then you go from ACC basketball to Big East uh, football and the quarterback. Now, point guard quarterback, when he's one of the highest rated quarterbacks coming out when he came out of high school in a spread offense, I think he was number one in the state of Pennsylvania and the top five in the nation. Um, so he goes, you know, he visited Michigan, he visited some other schools in the, um, in the spring when he decided he wanted to play um, the football, but he just got named the starting quarterback for the Syracuse Orangemen over the guys that were starting last year 
Cam Dentley and Ryan DeSid, um, who was number one quarterback going into spring. I don't understand the situation. I don't understand how this kid can come in here and beat these two guys who've been in the system for over two years. Yeah, come in and be start and be called the star star quarterback. You got to understand a lot of stuff. Anything you get involved with, there's always some politics involved to it because this guy. Uh, out of high school, decided to go play basketball at Duke. At Duke, a very disciplined uh, basketball team, uh, disciplined school. They had one of the greatest coaches in basketball history, probably a Hall of Fame coach. And um, this guy wanted to play football. I think the politics to it is Syracuse is trying to sell tickets. Syracuse has been the uh, doormat of the Big East for the past four or five years. They haven't won any games, actually. Um, they hired and fired coaches. At will, thinking that's going to be a turnaround. Think that's the motivational point. This guy's the pol- it's the politics. This is sell tickets. This is to get a man. If I got a guy in my system for two years, either I'm not coaching him well enough. Again, I, again, I did mention that they've hired and fired coaches. Maybe they got a new staff, so he sees what uh, Greg Paulus may be able to do as far as the directions they want to go with this football, that football team. Right, I, I, I do understand that. I think just because I think maybe it gives them other two guys a year to to learn the system, um, to actually do something. Maybe their junior, senior year, or their senior yeah. year. One of the guys senior year next year, and other guys will be a junior next year. Um, so again, maybe it's just you know let Paulus come in there and do his thing. You know he understands the offense. It's I guess it's familiar to him from you know being in in the spread offense in high school. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's it's a good situation for him, and we'll see what really happens in it. I, and I, I think a lot of times, you know, it's, it's quite easy, to, uh, in my opinion, to run a spread offense. You got four receivers out there. You find all the, the the challenge is defensively is getting three decent corners who can cover this guy. More so, getting pressure up there in the spread offense. He shouldn't have all day to throw. I think who rated spread offense to uh, perfection was a uh, Graham Harrell over at uh, Texas uh, Tech. Oh, yeah, it was Texas Tech. Did a right. pretty good job. This guy. This guy didn't even get drafted, and he had a number one receiver that uh, that went first round. So right. I think, uh, yeah, he, I, he I didn't think get drafted at all. And I think he's playing, I think he's just signed with the UFL. No, he, he went. Yeah. He went to Canada, and I don't, I'm not even sure if he's still in Canada now. But it's all. I, I go back to the question. I think it's probably. I think they're trying to get fans, uh, the boosters. You got to think alumni and boosters play a huge part of college football. Now, I say that, and what comes to mind is uh, the politics itself, but you tell me what you think about this. You go to a certain university, and I'm going to put you somewhere in the Big Ten, and you having a you having a homecoming where you want these guys. These guys play for you. These guys generate millions of dollars for you. These guys are it's the top Big Ten in school, uh, school or top one of the top schools in the country, probably number one quite often in the Big Ten. Now you have a function and you want these guys to come to the come at halftime and show up. Do you buy these guys tickets? Do you make these guys pay for getting the game after they generate millions of dollars? Now you can easily say, well we we education they got an education, we got football out of them. That I don't think that balance out for the it most don't part. Balance out. But do you make these guys pay the politics I'm going I'm I'm going off the politics Coming off the quarterback situation in Syracuse, and I think that's politics. I think if he, if you're trying to win a football game, the best way to win a football game is put the best guy in. And maybe that's the case. Uh, maybe he was the high, number one guy coming out of high school. <clears throat> okay, now um, the politics here is uh, why do you make these guys uh, come back to the university? 
buy a ticket to get into the game. You generate money by showing these guys at halftime. You're selling tickets by telling the whole world, if you will, that these guys going to be back, these alumni guys going to be back. These, uh, some of these guys, I say more than some of these guys, a lot of these guys have played in the National Football League. Uh, you got a couple of Heisman Trophy candidates. You have a couple of Thought War guys. Now you're selling tickets, telling everybody these guys are coming back and they're going to be presented at halftime or we're going to mention their name at halftime. But at the same time, those same guys that you're talking about have to pay their way into the game. They went right. to university. Shouldn't that be free? It definitely should be free. I mean, again, you're bringing these guys in. Number one, first of all, you should fly them in. You should fly them in. You should Man, fly let's them say in, say give them a free in. ticket to the game, maybe one ticket for them and their spouse. One ticket okay. and their spouse. That, that's um, more than enough. It, that's, that's more than enough. One ticket and a spouse. I agree with you. Go ahead. And, 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 you know, you're going to, number one, you're going to sell extra tickets, number one. But, again, the situation you're talking about, their stadium's always full. So, you know, either, either, game, no, either that game or any game, they're still going to have, you know, sold-out seats. But still, you're going to sit there. You, know, you might have some T-shirts. You might have something else made up that people are going to buy with these ex-players these ex players on there. Again, you want to show them. You want to say, this is the 19 so-and-so's team, a champ, national championship team, yada, 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 bring all these guys out. You've got to take care of them. Other than that, why, why do they want to come? Why spend their own money to come to something? they got to spend their own money on plane ticket or bus ticket. Greyhound always is great opportunity yeah, for people. Yeah. You're taking these guys. Uh, you're taking a lot of these guys from their job. They got to take off on a Friday, yeah. get there on a Saturday. Some guys want to leave on a on a Thursday. It's their alma mater, so they want to go back to their school and get the feel. You know, when you get on a campus or a school you've been to, you get that feel like you can smell that Saturday atmosphere. You can you can all that. Uh, you start reminiscing. All that comes back to mind of where you, what you did here on this campus what you did in that building, you reminisce mm -hmm. with the guys you play with. But at the same time, you take away from all that by making these guys. I don't even know if you're paying for these guys' rooms or not. You should either pay for their rooms, tell them they got to fly their way out here. That's one thing. Guys can fly their themselves. Everybody got their airline hookup. Okay, then put, somewhere, put these guys somewhere to stay. You're bringing them in here. Put them somewhere to stay. If you fly them in, if you, if you put them somewhere to stay, if you can't do that, then fly them in. Everybody still got ties to back where they went to school. So there's still guys that played there from other states that found a home at the university or in that area where they went to school. But, but don't I want you to understand something, Kwame. I'm, I'm going to say this, and I think you can relate to this. Okay, I want, you went to school there. Okay, now you're a famous NFL veteran or a businessman or whatever. The simple fact of you having that alumni status at this particular school speaks uh -huh. volumes. Right. Okay. Speaks volumes. Now, okay, now this school, now you, yeah, they gave me a free education. Great. Thank you very much. Also no, gave me a million dollars. Go ahead. Yes. Now, look at what the situation is. is you're going, you, every day you get, uh, you reap the benefits of me going to school there. Either I'm at, playing in NFL, I'm playing in the NBA or Major League Baseball, or I'm the most successful businessman in the world. You get, you're reaping the benefits of what? Me being an alumni. So why can't if you're going to do a function, you bring me in, you give me all my room and board, you take care of me while I'm there, because I think I'm do that. I, you it, know what? Go ahead. I agree with no, you. No, I, I think that the person, the people are do that. So you know, as a school, you know, granted, it may not be a school function. It may be a, a sec, a outside force sources doing the function in, in conjunction with the school or the athletic department, but still, somebody has to have 
hookups to take care of these people. I, I think I, all the way up to the point you said uh, you give me a free education. I don't agree with that. Even a guy who never makes it on the field has to work for his scholarship, has to work. He's a uh, – and that goes back into the uh, another conversation for another time that – why college guys are not getting paid? Why is so such a such an uproar when these guys get money here and there? Okay, the education is not free. You have to work for that. It is not the luxury of other students have there to go to school and just able to just go to school and then play intramurals at their own will. The, the education is not free in the sense of you have to go out there and work. They they require more than you than just football field. They they require you to be the face of that team or go out there and be in public and do these different signings here, different things here that you can't get paid doing, but you benefit in the school. Okay, I got the education. I would not be a successful businessman, as you're saying, and I agree with you on this. Okay, now you can tell. Now you can say, as a university, as a college, as an institution. This guy went to my school. He went to. He came here and got that, and he's successful now in the in the world he's in. He's successful. He came here and got that. That's why he's one of the top businessmen. You still making money off that because when you go recruit, you are gonna tell that kid, or that kid's parents, these are all the guys that's doing what when they left our university, when they left uh, the institution, when they left college here. These guys are doing this. Some went to the league. Some became successful. So you're still using these guys in ways that they're not even here by asking, where are they now? What are they doing now? That's why you check up on guys. That's why these universities check up on these guys and where are they now, because they still want to build that, that, uh, that powerless uh, situation to get guys top recruits or the top student to, uh, get, to come to that school because they see, right. the, they see, the, uh, they see the, uh, effects of you come here and they sell it in this in this matter. You come here, there's a good chance you might end up here. Good chance you might play in the league. Good chance you might be the successful guy. So when I bring all these guys back, why would I want these guys to pay to come in the stadium to showcase them off at halftime? But these guys have to buy a ticket to that game. You sell out 105 to 110, depending on who you play, a week at your home at your home arena. Why? Yes. Why why can't I give you a ticket and give you a section to sit in? And not even a section. Why can't I give you a, a booth to sit in, enjoy the game, uh, have some cocktails, have some drinks, have some snacks or whatever, uh, hors d'oeuvres, whatever they have up in the booth, and enjoy the game. And instead, I'm still trying to make money off you. At what point do I stop making money off you when you leave the school? Why you got to pay your own money? I don't understand that. You know, I'm sure you can get a you can get an alumni or a booster from that certain organization or school to take care of those take care of those players. You you, you can do that, and it's not going to cost them anything. It's not even going to put a dent in the situation because because uh, football and I'm talking football generates so much money for the university. I know we uh, at the University of Kansas we generate a lot of money, and I went to a basketball school. I went to school to play basketball, but we generate money uh, mm-hmm. in the in the eleven twelve games we play. But in the whole thing of the politics of it is that the boosters, the alumni, plays a huge part of what goes on the campus of the universities, institutes in college. No, definitely. You listen to the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We got one more segment. Have questions or comments, call in. Uh, holler at Coach B, myself. We'll come back in two minutes and answer all those things. Deserve. Got it! 
with 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Show. Are you ready for some football? Well, here it comes. The Owen Hodge Show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio. This action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback, Big Hodge, and the knowledgeable defensive back, Odie. This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. The Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we are back on the voice america sports network again this is the kwamalas sports talk show with my co-host coach b from the other coast we are in the last segment any questions or comment coach b they can call 888-346-9144 888-346-9144 in some areas and other areas, 44. Give us a call, man. We're going to finish up this last segment. What we got going on next, man? What's up? I got one question to ask you, and, and this is from from ex-NFL player. Uh, your thoughts on Mark Bolger. You played with this guy in St. Louis. Is it me or is he really fragile? He's fragile. Mark Bolger gets some type of break every year. I he broke his pinky a couple of days ago. I tell you that he broke his pinky right on his throwing hand. Yes, but quarterbacks, I think in general, are just soft. You might get a, a when you when you talk about a guy like Brett Favre, or you talk about a guy like uh, who uh, Donovan, who just plays through injuries and they never tell you they hurt, but they play through injuries and you think their play went down. Most quarterbacks will be out and they still win games. They still win more games than they lose. Most quarterbacks will be out on the sideline. But it's rare that you can get a quarterback, man, that you can play through those injuries and play through those things. Cause, and for the most part, any player, but we're speaking on quarterbacks, once you get that's hurt. What makes, that's what once, makes Brett Favre so, so different than most of them. He's so different from other, and you got to go because this guy's going to play through injuries. And Brett Favre got a broken leg. He's, he want to be out on the football field, and that's why. Well, and remember, he, pl- he played 13-3 and season with a broken thumb. Broken thumb. Broken thumb. And, and on his throwing hand. Now, as, as a quarterback, quarterback back in high school, you also, it's hard to throw the ball with a broken thumb. Yeah, it is, and on his throwing hand. But that's that, that's the toughest, and what I was going with that as far as when you get a guy like that, it's rare because you talk about him, and you're like, well, why shouldn't all quarterbacks be like that? But all quarterbacks are not like that. All people are not like that. Once they get hurt and they take themselves out, 
if they continue to get hurt, they continue to take themselves out. They never learn or taught how to play through pain. You got to play right. through pain so it's not a big issue when it uh, happens to you again. Then you just find a way. Now, when it happens, you're thinking about, okay, how can I take this up? Which way can I do this where I can still stay on the field? Instead of, okay, I got to go see a trainer. I'm not playing for two to four weeks. I'm out. I don't have to do this. Um, and and that's what Mark Bulger, you, you bring up uh, Mark Bulger, every year he gets hurt. And I will say this to this guy's credit. He is smart. He knows where to go with the football, but I don't know where, where his offseason. Maybe these incidents are freak incidents, and and it just happened to this guy. It just happened to happen to be happening to this guy. But um, every year before the season even starts, something happens to him, either his shoulder, elbow, or a hand. And, um, yeah, it's not just you. It's me, too, that this guy, he's had the worst luck ever, or he just don't um, – and he just can't. His workouts, his workouts are not what they should be. I just don't understand, you know, the injury proneness of him. And I think because of his injury proneness, is the reason why the Rams have been doing been the situation they've been the last couple of years. And Rams need to get some more players too. And they, you know, they 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 drafting these guys they think can play because these guys went to a certain university. I don't. You got to get a guy that fits your team. I think with with all. Uh, all teams on any level, get a guy that fits your team. He don't have to be the top free agent coming out. He may not, he not, he may not fit your team. Get a guy that fits your team, what you're trying to build, fits the chemistry. You, you, there's a record of these guys. You, you, you can tell guys. Guys get in trouble in the offseason. I don't want this guy on my team. Guys do the right thing. I want this guy on my team. He might not make, make a play, but his presence alone allows us to win. Right. So you got to get guys like that. But I got a question for you. What's up? The baseball player. He was a freshman at Fresno State or San Diego State, signed $15 million. Oh, with the, with the Nationals? With the Washington Nationals. What's his start? That's a beautiful baby? thing because last year we didn't sign the number one guy. Okay. Last year they had the number one pick last season, um, and they didn't sign the kid. I can't remember the kid's name, but they did not sign him. And it was a situation where I was pretty upset about that. Um, but we did sign the guy this year, Strasburg, I think his name is. Strasburg, and, but um, Monday. He was excited. He said, you know, he's excited, $15.1 million deal. He's excited. He thinks he can be the savior to the Washington Nationals, and that is our problem. We have a few big bats on our lineup, uh, but we have our pitching is a little suspect. We need okay. to go a little bit deeper. Our pitching can't get past the fifth, fifth inning, and you can't get past the sixth inning in Major League Baseball as a starting pitcher. You're not going to be successful. And maybe they signed him because they didn't want the incident uh, of last year not signing their first-round pick. Uh, and not having a strong pitching staff, they can't get past the fifth or sixth and then bring in a, bring in a closer and, and finish games off. And maybe that's the reason that was the motivation and factor in signing this guy, which Monday was the deadline to do so. So maybe that was the motiva- motivational factor in doing this. But this guy's a freshman. He can retire right now, never have to throw another pitch. He gets $7.5 million guaranteed. He's a freshman. You got to explain that to me. This guy never had to – he's never faced Albert Pujols. He's no, he but again, this is baseball. Baseball gets them big, big contracts. It's okay. a four million dollar deal worth fifteen million dollars. Baseball, you give you these big contracts. You know what about um, back? I think it was uh, nineteen ninety, eighty nine, ninety. Chad Henson, not Chad Henson, um, Drew Henson it, it from Michigan got paid all that money from the Yankees and didn't even, didn't even make it to, to the um, major league. Okay, you could do that in baseball. Then why can't you do it in basketball? <sighs> 
You, why you got to tell these guys they have to go to school? This guy, okay, he went to school for a year. Or a lot of times in baseball, they tell these guys, go play on a, go play on a farm league team and we had draft you. You'll be eligible next year. And you know what a lot of basketball guys are doing? Instead of going to college, they know they can be first round. They just going overseas, play for a year, then coming into the draft. It's evident if you look at the draft this year, uh, the last draft we just had. But this guy signs a baseball uh, for the, with the Washington Nationals. Back to him. $15 million deal. Uh, 7.5 guarantee. Uh, you know, a lot of guys who play baseball in college, usually I get to their junior year to get that. Right. This guy, they do. It, it takes a lot. But baseball, they, they issue out money like it's, like it's nothing. It's who they shoving the money out to. They, I mean, they, these guys are improving themselves. I'm like, at least get into the league and prove yourself. There should be a – now, I'm not taking anything away from this guy. If you can get 15 million, get 20 million. I think they were trying to get 30 million. The 30 million is just so they can get to a halfway point, which was probably 15 or 16 million. And that's fine. Go get your money. Without right. question, go get your money. But this guy, he has no where's his motivation. Hopefully he stayed motivated. Hopefully he got the right people around him where he stays motivated. Uh, you got you get you get so much incentive and so much money that you lose your motivation. If I look at Michael Vick, Michael Vick say he got lazy. He's Mike signed a hundred million dollars, hundred plus million dollars in Atlanta. He say he got lazy in Atlanta. He wasn't doing all the things. He wasn't going the extra mile. But what are you telling these guys though? You could come here, or are you telling these guys, okay, you signed a fifteen million dollar deal. Now you should be a grown man. You should do what it takes to get right. These guys are a kid still. He's, he's two years uh, out of high school. Mm-hmm. He's fresh out of school, but you expect him to be the grown man. When he do something crazy and stupid, then you're going to make a big media team, and then you're going to attack the Washington Nationals. When If you do sign, and I don't have a problem with you signing the guy right out of high school at all, but now you should assign somebody to him so he does the right things. Now, he could have been raised in the, in the right home. Even so, he's $15 million richer. He don't know he never had that money. He could have been raised in a dysfunctional home. He's $15 million richer. So when he does the things he's going, going to do with this money, don't blame the uh, guy so much. Don't blame the uh, guy who's in the incident, who's got in trouble so much. If you sign somebody that young to that money, assign them somebody to watch over them. And then right. you'll, keep, you'll keep him out of trouble, and you'll keep and, – and put it in the contract that you can't do this, you can't do that. Not put him in prison, not put him in prison, but tell him you can't do this, can't do that. Then I don't have to come back to the organization and say, important to figure it too, say, this is your fault. I don't have to go to the guy and say, this is your fault. But there's a blueprint to all this. You see all these guys getting paid, and rightfully so, because they got that much talent. Football is the entertaining business. You out there entertaining. Sports is the entertaining business. You out there entertaining and build stats. Go out there and win. Some guys are not interested in winning. Some guys are interested in making a couple of plays and re-signing. But don't blame right. these guys. Don't blame these guys uh, for the trouble they're going to get in. 100% of the trouble because some of the blame is to be pointed on you. That is so true. It's, it, you know, like I said, when you start pointing at somebody, you know, remember, look at your finger. Look at your hand. You got three three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah. Man, I hate that I talked that whole segment away, man. I appreciate you joining us. What you got, Coach B? I ain't got, hey, I'll be in Phoenix next week, the 27th. Be in Phoenix for a week from Thursday to Thursday. You know, I'm staying at Scottsdale County Back Resort over there on Scottsdale Road. Uh, all right, well, Check that's that out, people. I'm telling everybody where you're staying. They're going to come and get you. Hey, this is the Kwame Lassie Sports Talk Show. We're on the Voice America Sports Network. Appreciate you listening in. Check us out every Tuesday at 9, uh, Pacific Standard Time, 12 Eastern Standard. Check us out on iTunes, later. people. We're next on week. iTunes on the Kwame Lassie of the Sports. We out. Peace.
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.